As a disclaimer, Monster Fuckers Anonymous is indeed about wanting to love and have sex with monsters, but we want to make things extremely clear from the get-go. The monsters we will be selecting will be sentient and able to consent. Not all of the chosen monsters will be sapient, but we will not be endorsing zoophilia or bestiality. Anthropologically, monsters all around the world and media representations of them have had many racial and sociological implications. We will be as transparent and ethical as possible, while also sex positive and mostly having fun. Monsters. Creatures feared all around the world in folklore and myths. Terrifying beings such as the fiendish and frightening fae, demonic devils, sultry sirens, hazardous harpies, and countless chaotic creatures coming from crevices of every continent. As long as stories have existed, there's been one pressing question that has remained unanswered by scholars for generations. One powerful thought that has plagued our minds for millennia. Can we fuck these monsters? That is what we're here to find out today. Welcome to Monster Fuckers Anonymous. Another fantastic episode of MFA, aka Monsterfuckers Anonymous, a show where we talk about monsters, talk about their lore, talk about everything about them, and read it on a scale of 1 to 10 on whether or not you, yes, you listening, you right now who's eating something as you're listening to this podcast, or as you're driving, there's only the two options, you should be having sex with those monsters. Little freak listening on your drive, but I'm your colorful creature consultant cleric, here to talk about monsters in all these weird forms, and with me, as always, is the amazing, the incomparable, the technical analyst, Joe. You never give enough time before you scream (laughs) and start the episode. It's never enough time. It's never enough time. She's going to suffer with that one because I, I I don't apologize for it. Um, do you, should I record that so she can have No, time? absolutely not. Absolutely not. <laughs> All right. Well, suffer, Kaz. Uh, yeah, as you know, this is how the show works. We're going to take a couple monsters from a theme that we're going to pick and we're going to just talk about their lore, talk about everything, and rate them. So, Joe, first of all, how are you feeling? Don't talk to me, don't ask me questions. I hate you. I don't want to ask Joe for a theme anymore, so I'm going to do something different this week. Dear gods, can you please enlighten us with a... Yes, I see your heavenly heavenly godly lights are shining down. Uh, dear gods, please bless us with somebody who knows a topic. What's that? The skies are parting? Someone's descending down from the sky? Who the fuck is that? Why the fuck are they breakdancing? Is that... Is that a fucking Hamna? Demigods are mortals, born with or given divine power. With one foot in the realm of the mundane and the other amongst the gods, demigods straddle the line between life and immortality, vulnerability and strength, humanity and divinity. They push the boundaries of what it means to be human, bringing the angelic and holy within arm's reach. Demigods are mortal, except they're not. Except they're so much more. Except we, as true mortals, have no choice but to fall to our knees in worship in the wake of their godhood. Love be thy name, thy kingdom come. Thy kingdom come, come that we begin to do it. So how many do you want to say hi to the people? 
Do I want to say hi to the people? That's a good question. Yes. Hello, everybody. Um, my name is Hamna Is Eddie at All Pronouns, and I'm really excited to be here today. We have some very interesting energy going on. Um, <laughs> In the studio today, the studio being all our separate apartments. <laughs> yeah. So, Hamna, what what godly message do you have to spray to bring to us today? What message? What topic to spray? What what to, what spray are you going to use on us? Um, uh, what godly so squirt do you have for us today? What, <laughs> what squirt master five thousand are you about to use right now on us? Look, I brought um, I brought the squirt gun. Don't worry, we're going to spray it all over the audience and this call. Uh, we're spraying on what? Am I saying words? I hope whoever's listening to this on their drives at a drive-thru and that part just came up, like the McDonald's workers just about to hand them something and it's just like it's an immersive gun. experience. <laughs> or if you're like in a in a car wash while listening to this, you know, you can you can really get into it, a 4D yeah. experience. Yeah. But the whole yeah. thing. In fact, everyone, if you're not at a car wash, stop listening. Go to a car wash. Mm-hmm. And start. We're gonna uh Kez. Play, put car wash sounds in the background for the next uh, replace the background music it's going to be a car wash for the rest of the, uh, the rest of the show so. and then Hamna now will tell us who's squirting it is it is drumroll please Kez <laughs> today we will be talking about demigods and I guess to a lesser extent gods as well okay that's interesting uh, what draws you to them Hamna what makes you want to talk about them uh, for me, uh, demigods are really interesting because they're kind of, they're a little bit of both, you know, like they're a little bit human, but they're also a little bit divine, a little bit angelic, a little bit godly. And I think that it's a really interesting place to play in with, uh, this idea of like almost human plus. And I think that's where like monsters are really interesting to me personally is when we take a human and then we kind of fuck them up a little bit and we give them a little bit more power and a little bit more, uh, a little bit something that's scary and dangerous. And I think that's, that's demigods, right? Yeah. I think we're going to be, it was interesting about demigods and I think what makes it might make them even a little bit of a controversial pick for our audience is that a lot of demigods have human forms and human forms. They mostly kind of stay in with some like variety through that. Like there are some who stay in more monstrous forms, but mostly some of them who stay very much humanoid and very much like you can't even perceive their godly form. And so they have to take a human appearance. So it's something of like, do these people are considered monsters? Is it just their, is it, their attitude that makes them monsters or their being, you know? Wow. It's on the inside. What counts, you know? Yeah. Are we monsters or men? Are are you man or Muppet? And that's what we're here to find out are today. You, are you monster or are you, no, wait. Are you human or are you dancer? Are you mice or men? Are you poo poo or pee pee? And that's the peak comedy that we're getting. Is that an option? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's the peak comedy you can expect here at MFAs. But let's, with that... No, I was going to say, no, but it's interesting that you say that, like, maybe because demigods are, like, mostly in their humanoid form, that they might not count as monsters. But I think that actually kind of, like, ups the monstrous factor of it, right? Is this idea that you might not even know. Like, you don't know what they're capable of. Mm. Mm. 
the true monster was. I don't man. know about y'all's pussy demigods, but mine's definitely a monster. So okay, all right. You know what, Joe? You gotta talk all that shit. You gotta talk it or me the top of the episode. Why don't you start us off? That's what I'm here to do. I'm here to start the episode, and then I'm here to win because my name is Claire Thirty Four, and I only care about competition in an otherwise not competition based podcast. Uh, first of all, competition uh, breeds innovation. So how about you start innovating your picks? Breeding, breeding what? Breeding innovation, breeding me. They're breeding me. All the picks, all the wins, breed me. Start the episode. Oh my fucking god! Um, so my choice, who will be breeding cleric by the end of this episode, is a great demigod classic. We're starting with a classic. Everybody, mm-hmm. uh, we'll be talking about Ku Kalein. Who? A demigod born of a mortal mother and a godly father. The great warrior and hero of Ireland, Hound of Cullen. Ku Kalein's exploits and legends are that akin to Achilles, with a beauty both boyish and kingly. He also held a magical rage that seemingly set his hair and eyes ablaze, teeth bared for all to see. Bound by two gesh, or magical sanctions, These were the gifts that granted him such power, and also became his ultimate downfall. Damn, Joe. How are you going to just talk like that? (laughs) I can talk like that the whole episode. I'm fucking at two o'clock in the afternoon, you're fucking talking like that? Like, excuse me, Joe. I just, I, hold on, I need to, I need to freshen myself. (laughs) I need to power my nose. I need to powder my dick. I'm not hard anymore. What the fuck? Why were you hard in the first place? You weren't? I'm always a wreck. Why are you going? Alright, just break down your pick for me. I'm not even gonna I don't I don't even want to do this. Like what what do you what, what, what break it down? Who Cullen? I don't even know if that's how you pronounce the name. It's Irish, who cares? Um Ireland is who? I'm just kidding. Um Hey, their queen just died. Lame. She was a respect. Irish? Ireland's queen? I don't know if that's correct. <laughs> I'm sorry, go. Ku Cullen, the dog, the hound of Cullen, um, is, I don't even, like, there are so many, like, media depictions of him that obviously uh, we can hop into at another, in, like, sort of the next point, um, but has just always sort of vaguely existed in the back of my demigod and, like, mythology understanding like there was always like king arthur and stuff um but i think what really makes kukulain interesting is that what makes a lot of like the some of the irish great warriors interesting is that they are there are so many poems about how specifically sexy they are but also how like like in uh in one of the readings that i did his like hair turns into fire or like that it shows the appearance of that once he's in this magical rage um or it's translated as warp spasm um eyes become slit uh and then dilated almost like an ant like a wild animal um he bared his teeth from jaw to ear and he opened his mouth until the gullet was visible just like this hunger that also came alongside his immense ability to just destroy people um, that ever challenged him. Um, and he does, he like, you know, many demigods do demigods are kind of like celebrities, but their parents 
one of their parents is a god. Like there's there's just like this aspect of like wildness that they yes of course that they have to just kind of go through and um he was married at some point and then he fell in love with another woman he fell in love with a sea god um but then because of how messy it was he and his wife were like let's just forget about this and then they drink a potion to forget about the whole thing forget about the affair so sometimes things are just easier to do if you are debbie god and you uh have the ability to just forget about your problems, then if everyone's cool with it, you can just forget about it. No problem. Joe, where are you going with this? I, I like, I'm trying to, I don't know. Like I'm trying I don't to, because you, you've only really described he, I'm not really getting an appearance. Look, I'm imagining he has like very like dog like features and is kind of just like, you I say, love that. It's kind of hot. Like, I'm not saying it's not, but you're describing like, uh, because he he likes war. If is the what you're describing, like he's like a fighter. He's like, yeah, he's like it's like an honor bound soldier situation. Like this is someone that born mm. and bred for war for mm. sure. Most King Arthur, like if we think of the knights for sure. There's like an aspect of oh. honor and battle. Okay, so he's a military. So it's like brat. an oath thing. Sure. Yeah. I, all right. But he's sexy. So he's a sexy military brat. Is is what so he's like Loki, sexy like military brat meets the military brat. Yes, yeah. which is not the worst combination we've had on the show. Like, it yeah, generally isn't, especially because it's like ancient Irish royalist situation, which like we don't we don't fuck with the monarchy. Absolutely. In this case, though, I would fuck the shit out of this werewolf royalist. Yeah. I will okay. say the concept of like the eyes changing into slits and like the the line that you read around like the mouth and all of the teeth. Like I, I will say that is hot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 100%. Mm-hmm. He's known as the hound, the dog of Cullen. So, you know, there's loyalty there. You know, he's going to be a loyal. Uh, yeah. Well, he's going to be kind devoted. of loyal. He's, yeah. be, he's, he's devoted. And if he ends up slipping, he'll, he'll be like, hey, we can just forget about it. And which I'm isn't sorry. good. That's not good. It's not good. It, it isn't like, good. It isn't I, good. Okay. Because here's here's a scenario I'm matching, and this is not a good scenario. Like I want this to be said. This is not a good scenario. Okay. I imagine he like you. You've been seeing each other for a while. He fucking is like you. Your anniversary comes up, and he completely forgets it. He like doesn't do anything for it, and it's like that's a disappointing that for your partner so. to remember it. Your anniversary. I don't um, think so. I, I as a partner, don't okay. remember anniversaries. Hold so. on, can I finish my scenario? How about that? No. Or you start yes. chiming in with your fucking opinions. Anyway, well, I'm going to read something. I'd like to read something to immediately cut you down and kill you. I'm gonna, I'm killing and cutting your knees off. All right, go for it. Fuck it. Yeah. Um, when he was literally in the middle of battle, he met a beautiful woman who wanted his dick, wanted that that dog dick, and then driven by his sense of duty, he rejected her. Mm. And then she disappeared. I don't know if that, if that okay. means that she just like okay. disintegrated, but she just like was like, all right, fuck off. I'll fuck off then. See, that's the thing though, because of stuff like that, I don't know if the hound, this dog man, would actually forget your anniversary. Like it, it just feels yeah. like he wouldn't, you know? Like I don't think he's the kind of guy that would forget. I think he's the kind of guy who would like remember it, probably like plan shit like well in advance. Uh, and do like a whole big thing about it. Like it, it feels like that level of loyalty and like, you know. Okay. I get it. I can, I can kind of see that, but I also imagine that he like 
he he does something like he'll mess up like he'll say something that like gets underneath your skin like he'll he'll pick he'll accidentally say something that like hits on an insecurity and then you're like wow why the fuck would you say that and then instead of trying to resolve the issue he's like listen we can just forget we had this entire conversation here drink this and it's like, whoa, no, you fucked up. Like, why the fuck would you give me this? He's like, no, 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 listen, let's just forget we had this conversation completely. I'll forget I said it. You forget that you did this. You know, it'll work out. So it, 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 that's not like a good basis. A dick can be good, but you making me forget every time that you like accidentally mess up is it not going to be a good situation. It is, it is a consensual like, hey, I fucked up so bad that we can't go back. And if we, I'm assuming there's like some sort of, um, arrangement to their marriage because as like a bunch of ancient marriages were there was like something to get out of both sides so uh, presumably if he had to stay with this woman woman sorry for saying it like that um he i think there was an aspect that really wanted to make that work still and if they they were like listen if we still have to do this then i at the very least want to make it so that we can enjoy something which obviously for me personally ignorance is never bliss um in most cases, I wouldn't know. Like, I would definitely be driven mad by Eldritch knowledge. But, 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 yeah. I mean, I like. There's definitely, definitely. There's still going to be an aspect where, like, he will talk all all this shit about loyalty. But, like, he there is still that like one human aspect of like, damn, I should be polyamorous. I mean, yeah, that's probably the easier solution to all this. But <laughs> my- polyamorous is always the easy solution to all of this. <laughs> So I, I think I need more, like a, a little bit of help trying to see uh, who he is. So you said there are some media descriptions of him. Uh, what are what are some yeah. that, that we might know of? You're gonna be so Just mad. Like I don't I'm gonna, don't what what did you bring? So what is a favorite uh, media series of mine with which houses uh, great his- heroic spirits within history and uses. Utilizes them in a sexy manner. Cleric, can, can shut you, the can fuck you, up. You, shut the fuck you up. Shut Why up. did my brain go to Hamilton, which is incorrect? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely no. Right, in the eye of a hurricane, there is quiet. There is dog a meat. For just a moment. But I know it's fucking Fate Stay Night. We all we fucking shut every We all eye. know it's <laughs> Fate Stay Night. Um, I'm gonna send some pictures to Hamna at the moment. Just, yeah, just put in our fucking. In the eye of a hurricane, there is quiet for just a moment. Yeah, let's go. Right, now it's having a second head. Kaz, cut that out. <laughs> no, keep it in. Oh, is this him? He's Lancer? Yeah, he's hot. He's yeah, Lancer, that's hot. Baby. He's Lancer? Okay, that changes a whole bunch of things, to be honest. Lancer, a baddie from uh, Fate Stay Night. Oh, he actually is hot. Yeah, he has a lot look of couple at, good look at his, scenes. Look at his like smile. I can't smirk. His death scene go crazy. Yeah, it really does. Spoiler, I guess. His his death even in the in the myth is so the two gesh that the two magical sanctions that he was bound by, uh, with which gave him his power. Mm-hmm. Um, he cannot. Uh, what is it? What is it? What is it? What is it? He cannot refuse help or food from women, like any woman. Uh, so he's he's a feminist. Um, and he also can't eat dog meat, which is both are solid. Yeah. Um, but 
um, an an old strange woman basically was like just to be like a huge dick to him. It was just like you have to eat my fucking food because you're bound by the magical laws. And he was like, yeah, I guess I have I have to respect a queen. Um, and then she fed him dog meat and was actually the Morrigan who was fulfilling the prophecy of his death. He was in his early twenties. Um, and then he like, like a true diva. Um, once he, once he ate the meat, um, he started his left arm just like completely was powerless. Like there was just no more strength in his, in parts of his body. Um, and I'm reading in his final moments, he tied himself to a standing stone using his own entrails and died raising his sword to the heavens. His rage and reputation were such that no one attacked him until a raven, the Morgan herself, revealed that he was dead. So sometimes the oracle, the witch ladies, you know, they got to do what they got to do. But a, a, a bro is going to die. That goes hard. The most dramatic death. It fuck. goes very yeah. hard. Yeah. That goes hard. I yeah. that, that bumps him up a little bit in my book. That's a fucking... Well, okay. He also, mm, no, actually, I think he's a loyal one because I'm thinking about this because one, he refused some, he refused somebody on the battlefield, but he can never turn down a lady. So it's always just like, hey, I'm not going to sleep with you, but if you ever have a request of me to like move all your furniture in one day, I'm your man. I will do. Okay, that for I you. do think that there's one drawback to this uh, because he is so duty bound and so like so right. much of like a military brat. He probably puts work before everything else. Oh, 100%. Uh, what I imagine I is you... That's not good, but... <laughs> uh, what I, hmm? <laughs> I'm unemployed now, uh, Joe. I don't have any work. Um, so how I imagine this goes is that military brat, he gets like fucking sent off. Like, and he keeps signing up for tours. Because you know how in military, you can keep signing up to keep going back on tours. And I feel like he does that. He gets off leave and then immediately signs up and immediately signs up. And he's like, hey, we have a few, like, what, are we going to talk about our future plans? He's like, well, no, my plan is to keep going and then we can like figure things out from there. But like, he just keeps going back uh, to like, to sign up for the military. And it's just like, okay, this isn't like a progressively good thing to do the planning wise. You can't keep sending pictures of him in I Fate will, Stay I Night will. and then expect I, it. Find it, find a different picture of him. Find something that's not from the Fate series, and I'll consider. And we'll consider uh, this. Uh, I will Kukulain say though that Persona. Joe putting those uh, pictures in the chat is really doing it, though. It's really Fucking, giving him points. Your second picture is from Persona. Shut up. Find any like what is a yes. historical picture of him? That one. It's again from Persona. <laughs> another. It's another Persona picture. Dear Lord. <laughs> Whatever. Let's go to the Papa scale. We've been talking about this for a while. Let's jump into the Papa scale. Yeah. While fucking Joe just sends sexy anime boys and says that's my defense, like a fucking loser. I mean, it's a good defense. So, Papo, for <laughs> possibility, how possible it is to be with him physically and personality-wise, plus location, it's not that possible. I'm imagining in the scenario, not that it's like modern times, but it's like in the times that he existed. Uh, would it be possible to do? And it wouldn't really be because a he's duty bound, and we've as we mentioned, he literally turned somebody away because he was like, "Listen, I'm in, I'm fulfilling my duty at the moment. I'm currently married, can't do nothing." And so he didn't. He literally turned somebody away, and they disappeared for all eternity, probably dead. Um, so there's like that possibility kind of dude up. If he forgets his previous marriage, sure. But again, if he's duty bound to something else and not you, the odds of him fucking you is not really happening. So I'm going to. Oh my 
God, that's okay. He'll fuck you. I don't think there's any problem with that. No, he will fuck you. He'll fuck you. But uh, yeah. Um, four. Sorry, number. I'm just giving a number because I got really distracted by the images. There are a lot of them, and they are all very good. <laughs> thank you, thank you. No, that's fair. Um, like I'm not gonna. I'm not out of here just meeting him up on like a battlefield. Like when, uh, like I don't know how. Like I can't. Even, I can't. I don't even know what wars were like back then. Um, just like a whole sprawling like field or whatever. Um, but how if we're talking war now, <laughs> and he just has his gay ball get turns into a gun mm-hmm. or something. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. And apparently his spear also just like sent out like little um, like darts and uh, like needles basically as he stabs people with the spear. So like it kind of just like fractures like outward mm-hmm. within someone. So whatever that is, is a gun, you know, many, a lot of- many bullets, so Again. many, many bullets. bullets, so many bullets, Fra- a fragment grenade. Like, yeah, absolutely. Um, what was I going to say? I don't know. Give it a number. We need a number here. <laughs> right. I'm not out here trying to get close to that. Oh, absolutely. But um, if he had enough of a lull in a battle to tell a woman, sorry, you got to go. Like, just I, I need to take a I need, I'm using this as a break for me. I, I can't deal with this. Um, the, I mean, I don't know what that point brought up in particular. It's just still really funny. Um, a number. I would have to agree. I think a four. I think okay. a four makes sense because it's not, it's just below average, but like if you tried, sure, but like I don't know if I'm going to make that effort. Okay. Hamna, what are you thinking? In terms of possibility of like finding him and like successfully betting him, mm-hmm. um, I think, see, it's interesting because I'm kind of getting caught up between two different things. One is he's beauty. He's duty bound. He's also beauty bound, but uh, he's duty bound. But you also mentioned that one of his guesses is that he can't say no to a woman, right? That's so true. There's no, there's no request that he can't turn down. So, like in that way, doesn't that kind of like increase his availability? Because if you ask him, if that's the request, then he I'm can't trying say to no. remember. I'm trying to remember if it was like any request or if it is uh, that he can't that he can't turn away food i'm trying to remember that so there's like a couple different things unless they're unless you frame your the food as pussy uh (laughs) you you're gonna i would like to request that you eat this pussy please please i'm by my my solemn request is eating my fucking asshole please i'm also i'm also just now reading that he was going to face mev um i cannot remember her specific role in gaelic mythology but he was like, oh, my bad, because she was in she was on her period and she was having a bad like cramp day. She was like, we could just reschedule. Like, <laughs> like respectful, respectful, respectful. respectful. And I, actually, oh, you're in pain? That's okay. You know, like we'll we'll figure out another time. That raises it to five. That okay. raises it to five. Reasonable. I do think I do think I'm gonna go with a five as well. I I don't think he's like fully unavailable. Um, but I think there are some significant uh obstacles in the way. Okay. Interesting. Right. All right, so then we're going to jump to attractiveness. How attractive he is, 10. I'm going to go with a solid 9. He's yeah, I think 9 feels right. 9 feels right. If you're wondering who, what pictures we're pulling from, it's the Fates Day ones that we're all going from that we're saying is a 10 or a 9. 
Uh, if you have a tattoo yeah. over your titty, that's that's a next level hot. Hot, hot. That's next level. That's a next level. It like connects Wait, to his sleeve. It's just it's so good. Hold on, look at look at the picture you did of the blonde. The the picture you spent the second one, the blonde one. Is These that- are from Smite. I okay, believe. so then right. that creature behind him is him. Okay, that yeah, that's him opening his gullet. Wait, mm-hmm. wait, this might. I'm have imagining to go down. it differently than that. Yeah, I'm imagining it differently than that. Personally, I hope it's not he's this monster, guys. It doesn't have to be, but there, there's whenever he's like in the throes of his supernatural rage, there has there's a monstrosity here because he's a monster, guys. Yeah, but I'm imagining like more like. Not quite like eldritch horror type opening, like stretching and opening, but I think eldritch horror type. Mm. You know, it's still fine. This, you know? I'm going to keep my score of a nine. I think that just prevents it from being a ten because that's just like it's fine. Like, it's doable. I'll still make out with them. <laughs> yeah. All right. So for now it's for aud- yeah. audacity. How audacious it is to get with him. Uh, I think this is solidly audacious. I disagree. I was well, going to say it's not that much actually. The reason I think so is one that you have to like approach him and he's like, he's denied a whole bunch of people before been very respectful, but he's been like, ah, no, married, mm-hmm. can't do it. You, like if he's in an oath, if he's currently fulfilling like his military brat oath, uh, then he's not <laughs> going to do it. He's going to be like, nope, sorry, in the middle of stuff, which means you have to find the right timing. You have to find the right doing it, and especially if he's in the throes or something, it's not going to be a good time. You may be respectful. I'm, I'm going to give this a six, which is not too audacious, but it's still, I wouldn't rank it higher than that. I was going to say six as well, just because like these ladies are throwing themselves in battle to try and get some dick. Mm. I can do that too. True. I I think it's a four. Really? I don't think it's that. I don't think, I don't think the, I don't think there's that much audacity in asking this, this fine dog man to have sex with you because like clearly a lot of people are doing it. Hire is less audacious by the way. Oh, I see. In that case. Yes. Yes, six. It's the other side of the spectrum. Six. So, triple six is across the board, and finally... Six, six, six! Six, Finally, parental approval. Would our Christian immigrant parents approve if we brought this white man home? The answer is no. No, No, not even a little bit. Why? Why? It's a, it's a, just a blonde guy who she doesn't have to turn into a monster so, to see your parents. But like, what if he does? But what if he gets angry like during dinner, like during family dinner, and then he b- goes into his rage? And family then what? Isn't, isn't family part of like the duty thing? Like you have to respect. That's true. I think for my family personally, it would rank a bit higher, maybe than my usual higher scores. I think this would be a five. Reason being one. It's a man. If I come home with a man, I'm getting disowned. Two, <laughs> my dad, a bit of cleric lore, my dad was in the military. He was a Marine. So I think mm. he would be kind of like uh, interested. Like he'd be like, oh, you're a military kid. He also hates the military now, or he's not too like super big on his kids doing anything military wise. That's fair. So mm-hmm. he wouldn't be, I don't think he'd be super ecstatic about that. And then it's a white person. And so my parents not approving of any uh, white people in my life. So I five to a four, I think actually, I, no, I take it back. It's a three. I, I take it back. What about you, Joe? I, I, I Korean people. I don't know if you can hear my stomach. Cause I'm hungry. Just like growling. No, you're um, I think Korean people have like a very, they have like an understanding of like the military, but they're like, eh, yeah, whatever. All the, all the, all, all people, all men have to do it. Um, 
so it, it, there's like not even that aspect of it that's like really that really matters um and I, I don't know why he would like remain in his early 20s in my mind even like i fall under that so i don't know like how young looking or i mean i don't obviously he looks like a fucking man in these pictures um i don't know like i think it's just like i think it's fairly possible i feel like a six or like a 5.5 is like where i'm at because like there's nothing that specifically for would prevent my parents i feel like my parents wouldn't have an opinion (laughs) like they're just like okay Hmm. which is like you do you neat which is crazy for most of these people most of these monsters that we've chosen and i think for me yeah i think for me like Already, there's so many things working against him, unfortunately, you know, like he's white. My parents would not approve of that at all. Um, but also the fact that like he's a straight up demigod that like I come from a like a Muslim uh, family and that's just straight up <laughs> sacrilegious. They'd be like, yeah. what? What do you mean? Like, I feel like that would rock their world if I came home with a literal demigod. Um I just don't think that that would be an easy sell. I think the military thing, similarly, my mm. parents probably don't really have any like strong opinions about either way, at least not that I'm aware of. Uh, mm-hmm. But I think the fact that he's a white man and quite literally would shake the foundation of everything that they believe in um, <laughs> would be, it would be a hard sell. So I think probably like, like a, I think a three, like a solid three. All right. That's pretty reasonable. Get it. So with that, uh, we're going to calculate our scores and see how this white man ranks up. Joe, let's pause <laughs> for math. Yeah. Welcome to the mid-roll. I'm Kez, I'm your editor, I'm your producer, and I'm here to give you a few announcements before we get back into the episode. First of all, thank you to our Kofi members, Skilled Not Sane, Chris Chan Jay, Deidori, Akima, and Fonzo Surawali for your support. Over on our Kofi, you can find behind-the-scenes updates for the show, monster rankings from all our episodes, and sometimes we do outtakes that didn't make it into the actual episodes themselves. You can find us at kofi.com slash monsterloverpod. Okay, some interesting announcements. On December 2nd, Cleric and Joe will be holding a panel at PAX Unplugged with our friend RK Wild, who you might remember from our movie monster episode. They're going to be doing a monster tournament bracket, the event runs from 8.30 to 9.30 p.m. ET, and you can find some information about that in the show notes. Or head over to the Pax Unplugged website, and you can find the event titled The Best Monster Lover. It'll be a 13-plus event, so it won't be too rancid. But if you're around, why don't you stop by? And finally, I have a trailer to show you for a Pokemon tournament me and Hamna have been organizing with a few of our friends, including Cleric and Joe, and a few other people who have hit on the show before. See you later. Nameless Domain Showdown. Hamnet and Kestrel have teamed up with the Nameless Domain to present a Pokemon Showdown tournament to celebrate the year's end and raise money for charity. We're bringing together TTRPG performers, game designers, and content creators in one heated bout to answer the most important question, who is the greatest Pokemon trainer? We're raising money for the Wet Sweat and Solidarity Fund so that the Wet Sweat and Frontline Warriors can protect their land from the forced installment of a gas pipeline that would destroy it, and the Black Trans Alliance, who support Black, Trans and Non-Binary people across London with housing, food and transportation costs. We want to give directly to the people fighting hardest for the communities who continue to face injustice. This event is sponsored by Anamon Story, Roll, and Skull's Tale Entertainment. And we're offering giveaway prizes to donors, provided to us by Elderwood Academy and Native Cups. There's a lot to look forward to. 
The event will be airing on twitch.tv slash namelessdomain, and will be split up into two streams. The first will be the opening rounds, which take place on November 19th, where you get to meet all of our contenders. Then, on November 26th, we'll be holding the semi-finals and finals to see who walks away with the Mercury Gym badge. We hope you can make it, help us support some good causes, and have a good time with all of us. So, Joe, where does this white man rank up? Where, where this dog white man, where werewolf white man ranks up is uh, for you, Cleric, you have a solid 5.5 for Kukulain. Okay. For me, it's a 6.8. And for Hamna, it is a 5.8, which gives us a solid 6. All right. For Kukulain. That's not bad. That's not bad. That's pretty That's above average. Bad. Pretty good. Pretty average. You know, Military brats, I guess, is ranking up, but werewolves definitely rank high on all of our books. Mm-hmm. So, I'm with it. Hopefully, the next couple ones will be able to either top them or, you know, fall to the wayside. Uh, but with that, I think we're done with the captivating Kuka Lane. Hamna, are you ready mm-hmm. to tell us about who you got? Yes. Uh, I have brought Zagreus from Hades. Ooh, okay. And so. Mm-hmm. Zacharias is the protagonist of the game Hades, the son of Hades and Persephone, prince of the underworld, bisexual king, with both daddy and mommy issues, Zagreus's goal is to escape the underworld, only to die again and again and again and again in an endless cycle on his relentless quest for freedom. Now, I've never played Hades. Uh, roguelikes confuse me and make me upset in a way that I cannot understand, but I've heard Dying. that I mean, you do a lot in the game, to be fair. <laughs> what if I just passed away right there? I just collapsed. Uh, but- that, that would be happy birthday to me. R.I.P. Cleric. So I have heard that in the game, Zagreus is a god, not a demigod. So does he really count for this episode? So technically speaking, technically speaking, according to mythology, uh, Zagreus is you know, the son of, uh, well, in Hades, he's the son of Hades and Persephone, who are both gods. And if you look at, like, the actual mythology of it, Zagreus is the son of Zeus and Persephone, who are, again, both gods. But in the lore of Hades, the video game, in and of itself, there's a lot of allusion to the idea that Zagreus is not actually fully a god. Um, There's a lot of reference to the fact that Zag, like, actually bleeds red blood the way that mortals do, and it's commented on as being, like, a strange thing that, like, gods don't do that, and it uh, alludes to the fact that he has some sort of, like, relation to mortality in some way, and uh, in some of the, like, extra lore, like, in the book, uh, when you play Hades that you can sort of read through, There is a section that basically uh, is looking at and talking about the idea of mortality and immortality and gods. And they talk about Dionysus, who one can argue is a demigod because Dionysus has a mortal mother and Mm -hmm. a godfather, but we consider Dionysus a god, right? And then they talk about the idea of like, is it not possible for other gods to be part mortals too? And I think the heavy implication there is that Zagreus is part mortal. And I think that kind of like further gets hammered home when you consider the fact that in some some retellings of like myths in this realm, uh, Zagreus is actually sometimes considered to be uh, a reincarnation or the first incarnation of Dionysus himself. 
So that yeah, kind of further as so in my defense, in my defense for the courtroom, for the judges here, uh, I would count Sagrius as a demigod and not a true god. Honestly, yeah, Greek mythology with it's just in general, there are so many tellings of it that like who knows? It's not it's it because it's mythology, who knows what's actually true, like what is truth. Yeah. Yeah. So there are these whole possibilities, and I think we just need to focus on one aspect of uh, who Zagreus is, and I think that aspect is his rock hard abs and his little fucking his rock hard abs, rock short hard king, abs, short bisexual, fucking oh god, he's got it all. He's got it all. He has got it all. He's also <laughs> very clearly a sub. So for all of you doms out mm-hmm. there, and what you can think so easily. What, what makes you think that? I mean, have you looked at him? Have you looked at him? Have you seen him? Like, mm. he just he just looks like one. But also, I think the idea, the fact just that has a, he has a is, subby look. He does he have does. a subby look. But I think even beyond that, the fact that he is just um, out here with this, like, single-minded goal, and he's just, you know, pursuing it relentlessly. I don't know. It gives me kind of like bratty energy because like everybody's telling him like, don't do this. You know, everybody's like, you, you trust me, you're not going to want to do this. Not going to work out for you. Um, for a variety of reasons, you should just, you should just stay here and you should find a way to be happy with the life you've got in the underworld. And mm-hmm. he's just, he refuses to listen, you know, he refuses to listen to reason. And that gives me big brat energy. True. Yeah. No, you know? also like, yeah. His dad is Hades, who's this like corporate guy in this story. Like that's if your dad's like a a, a big boss, you're a brat. You are going to be end up being a brat. True. Absolutely. Also, also he like canonically uh, has a potential romance with Meg, who is so clearly like the dom in their dynamic. Like, there's no way. Yeah. There's no way that Zag tops Meg. It's just not possible. Exactly. Understood. No, when like when they have sex in the game, she like like whips him, and, and he's just like, oh, like yeah. the noises are so like him being surprised and her laughing, and it's like, ugh, incredible. You know, I'm with it. I, you know, listen, if Meg whipped me, I know <laughs> I do the same thing. So I understand where where Zaggy Boy's coming from. The sub just jumped out. Yeah, did it? No, <laughs> but I think we're. <laughs> We have to talk a lot about how, like, a little bit for the Papa scale and a little just in general, how, first of all, Mans is in hell. Mans is straight up that, in that, hell. If He's, we even want to jump right into possibility, yeah. Hanna, um, can you regale us of what every time what happens when he stays on Earth for an extended period of time? Yeah, so uh, Zag... <laughs> Because his soul is bound to the underworld, and I think in the in the game, it's also heavily implied that like Hades, his father's soul is also bound to the underworld as well. So we can sort of extrapolate from there that this is like a familial thing. Um, but Zagreus' soul is bound to the underworld, which means that he literally cannot spend extended periods of time on the surface or on Earth, like amongst mortals he starts to like wither away and like literally die every time he spends far too long on the surface, which is, you know, part of why people kept telling him like, don't go there. It's not worth it. Uh, when he goes to try to find his mother Persephone, uh, up on the surface, he can only really spend limited amounts of time with her because eventually he just starts to prune up mm. and die. <laughs> okay. So that really does limit possibility genuinely. Cause like if he can only spend, if he's again, like if we're going with Persephone rules where he can only be there in like the spring and summer 
and then the fall and uh the fall and winter he needs to go back it's very much this relationship of like like long distance you want to be with your long distance partner for like six months six months they gotta go back joe your hand is raised your little hand and pinky up if you die and go i was to gonna the say that i was gonna say that i was like you know what you can be with him you just gotta die first these are not good things what do you what, like what 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 like if you want to be with the love of your life just fucking boom like what N- no i don't know there's something there's no. something there's something very deeply attractive about giving your life to be with the love of your life i don't know i feel like there's something there's something there you know it, it's attractive mine's but less not intense good. than that mine is less intense than home <laughs> but um listen I feel like all of this averages out because we could all die now. We could all die right now. We could. And then at any moment you could be with Zag. Exactly. So in this in if if all it takes is for you to die, that can happen at any point. This is not good things. I don't know what I, <laughs> I We're not saying it's a good thing to die, but if it only takes you to be in the underworld and you can be around Zagreus, it's possible. Okay. Like he in 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 the game, you m- most of like the dead souls in the underworld, right? They uh, manifest as shades, and you can he can talk to them, he can communicate with them. Also, it depends on what um, floor you're on. It depends on if you're even if he's going to come through. Even though he's constantly trying to leave hell, it doesn't mean he's going to be on the same floor. That you are. And you might not even be a shade per se, because we can see some of the people that are dead, that are like mortals uh, in the underworld, are still do show up as like people. Like Orpheus is down Sisyphus. there, you know. Orpheus, uh, yeah. yeah. Like Achilles is down. I mean, technically Achilles is a demigod, but like you well, know, yeah, like all the people you are named people. are demigods. Sisyphus is a demigod. Sisyphus. Sisyphus is a demigod. Orpheus is a demigod. Achilles is a demigod. What about Eurydice? She also. She's a nymph. She's a dryad. Yeah, a nymph dryad. She's a nymph. Uh, yeah, that's true. Well, I'm just saying that there's, there's there's ways that you don't necessarily have to be I'm, a shade to be in the underworld. This That's is fair. a two for possibility. I'm gonna like there's you have to die, get sent to Greek hell, easy, and easy somehow end up in the right floor, and then easy. have to convince this person who's constantly trying to escape to make out with you. Which he's just a whore, so it's possible. So you know what? Yeah, I was just about to say, like, just just be so good in the bedroom that he refuses to leave now, and he's like, "Yeah, I'm gonna." I'm if you like, gonna help stay. him, I feel like in his one track mind, he's gonna be like, "Oh my god, like I'm grateful." Let's like be friends, and then eventually you fuck. That's how friendships work with demigods. What the fuck are you talking? What? Yeah, obviously. Yeah, that's that's why you give them the little uh, the the fuck, nectar. What is it called? The nexter. Listen, give us, give me your scores. I don't want to. Do, I don't want to talk about this anymore. Give me I do think this is a five because obviously the huge thing is that it necessitates dying. I. I was saying six. I was saying six. It's not that hard. I it's hate not as hard you. As I, hate, saying it is. I hate you. I can't believe I have to keep bringing up this conversation of averages. Five <laughs> means it's an average thing to do. If you have to die on average to meet them, easy. This is not. We can all die. I could kill myself right now. Easy clap. I could kill you right now. Exactly. Hamna could fly over and destroy you. Crawl out of the screen right now, like the ring girl. (laughs) And like the ring girl. Yeah. Killing yourself shouldn't be an average, but whatever. Fuck it. You know what? Fuck me. Fuck me. You know? Fuck me. (laughs) 
attractiveness. Ten. But also, I mean, you don't have to even die for him to be with, uh, for him to. Oh, uh, Zacharias is a ten. So actually, Zacharias is not a even. Nine. It's a nine. It's a nine. Look at look at that picture I put in the chat. Look at that. I know. Um, boy, I will say out, there are, nipples out. Look at that. He does have his nipples out. That's a whore. He also he wears leggings. Like, come on. Like, yeah. Also, also, I think one detail we are all forgetting that I think increases his hotness factor is the fact that he literally cannot truly die. Like he gets reborn right. into the underworld every time he dies, right? And that's true even when he goes to the surface. He like dies, but he like is alive, quote unquote, in the underworld, which means sorry. Which means that I'm not happy with the point I'm about to make. But the fact that he cannot die means that for those people who are into like sadist masochist dynamics in the bedroom, the limits have extended so far. That's not good. That's still that not good. good. Being like, wow, I can murder you now in our in like the bedroom. Doesn't well, you don't make- have to murder him. I'm just saying that like the the like the realm of possibility expands. Now the choking can actually knock you out. Like that's fucking okay. <laughs> Whatever, whatever. What's your numbers? I need Listen, numbers. If if you're immortal and you your lover can kill you while choking you and it's fine. That's true. You know what? I that's I'll stick with a nine. Like my attractiveness scale isn't going down. I'm just like, y'all I don't know how much you want to get murdered by your partners. <laughs> Only if we're, we're both immortal. Yeah, you can't die. You literally can't die. It's just it's not possible. If you're you can choke dead, on that dick. Exactly. Hamna, do you want to give your score? Um, ten. Look, I'm I'm a simp. I'm down bad. I fold. But you're you're the brat in this scenario, though, Hamna. So you wouldn't he wouldn't be doing it for it for you. No, that's that's the fun part. Is then you have the power play the the power games to see mm-hmm. who comes out on top. It's a nice little challenge. Nice. Okay, Joe. Um, I will say there are hotter people in the game for me. Um, but it is very high still, so I think an eight is where I stand. Fair with Zagreus, absolutely fair. Audacity, how audacious it is to be. Uh, two again. This is a two. No. What do you mean no? Like I, 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 I. I you have to kill you. Like to get to there, you have you've the argument you both made is that you have uh-huh. to be dead. You have to die. Mm-hmm. Which is already audacious. The fact that the entry point, the entry point to interact with him is death, has like nothing, nothing you say can be higher than a four. I'm, I'm being But so, not necessarily. He can come up to the surface briefly. For very so brief times. Still, it's still audacious. It's look, a dead he's, he's, he's so devoted to coming to see you that he spends all of this effort and time and energy to come to the surface just to see you. Don't fucking raise your eyebrows at me. I don't know what the fuck. <laughs> the way my face is like the cat knife at cleric right now. What what are you, what are your guys' numbers? I mean, I Okay, look, for all of the jokes I will say it is it is pretty audacious. Like the, the audacity it has to be relatively high here. Uh, it requires a lot of commitment to the yeah. to the bit. Uh, yeah. so I think yeah, I'll get I'll give it a 3. All right, that's reasonable. I I understand that. 
Joe? Okay. So the thing is, I gave the Minotaur five and I gave the Babadook a four. You know, I feel like I, okay. I will we'll, we'll stay. I gave the artist from Dead by Daylight a six in Audacity. I think this has to be a six. Cleric is so mad right now. He himself is not a dangerous person. Okay. You're right. He himself is a whore, so he will be down to clown. The base entry to meet him is still dead. He's dying, and I'm saying, easy. He'll be so respectful when you when you meet, though, you know? Pronto approval. Would our Christian immigrant parents approve of Zagreus? No, definitely not, right? Because no. he's a Greek, a Greek god. Greek god comes from hell, technically a demon, a man. Uh, yeah, literally the son of the equivalent of the devil. Definitely not. Yeah, nipples out. Yeah, I don't think my parents would appreciate nipples out. out the dinner no table. shoes. Unapologetic whore. Like yeah, yeah. Two, two, two. Yeah, seems fair all around. All right, now we've done a deep dive into hell into Zagreus. Why don't we pause for a little bit of math? Yeah. So I, Joe, I, I kind of just want to get this over with. What are the scores for for Zagreus? The scores for Zagreus. Uh, you oh, have you do given Zagreus a shitty little three point eight average. Uh, what? A and Hamid and I both have the same score of a five point three. So that gives Zagreus a four point eight. Uh, a point just a a point one just below Pyramid Head, which I'd like. Claire to think about the choices that we've made in this career. That's I guess I, mm. I don't want to think about that too much. I don't want to think about the implications <laughs> of that list. <laughs> the list is getting worse and worse. <laughs> I feel like I I feel like Zagros was robbed. I just want that to be noted for the record and I think specifically Cleric robbed him. Uh, if you have a complaint official on Twitter, don't fucking say it on the you can you can send it all there. For Kez to deal with. <laughs> I will. I will tweet at you. I'll get you canceled, Cleric. It's been bound to happen. But speaking of canceling, time to get to our last little demigod to talk about. And honestly, funny enough, my pick has been mentioned in this episode already. My pick has already been talked about in this episode. I guess we're talking about another aspect of Zagreus. Because I brought Dionysus. <gasps> Oh, shit! Oh, shit! Dionysus is known as the Greek god of the harvest, parties, theater, and madness. He was born as a child of Zeus in a mortal movement, making him the only demigod to be allowed to sit with the major gods. A powerful being, drunk on his own wine and power, Dionysus made one fatal error going after someone his father coveted. For that, he was casted out, forced to serve as a horrible task for 100 years, being the director of a camp for demigods, Camp Half-Blood. So, yeah, I chose Dionysus, uh, very specifically, the uh, Camp Half-Blood version, the Percy Jackson version of him. I was a Percy Jackson kid, I've mentioned this a couple times. Uh, But yeah, I've chosen Dionysus, as my demigod, because as Hamna so eloquently brought up, so I don't have to really defend this choice, uh, Dionysus is technically, for all intents and purposes, a demigod. I can get behind that. 
Yeah. He yep. was born to, I can actually pull up the specific name instead of like just saying woman. Oh God. What was her name? It's, uh, it was, no, it was Semily. Uh, no, sorry. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Daughter yes. of Cadmus, which is one of the first heroes actually. So technically Dionysus has hero, like demigod hero, like lineage besides just being the child of Zeus. And suddenly he has like this whole lineage of heroes, which makes it interesting. The reason I brought up the specific camp half blood version of him is one because Dionysus is usually portrayed as like sexy wine God. Like he's like super hot. Like everyone, like women love him. He's like this very much like a sex symbol. Like if you see the Hades version of him, hot. But the reason I bring up the Rick Rorden, the Percy Jackson one is because He's so upset with his getting casted out with his own punishment that he mm. specifically changes his appearance to be like, I hate being here. And what he does is basically look like Stanley Tucci. That's it. He canonically makes himself look like Stanley Tucci and like just this sad, like, I'm upset to be here character that he is like, he's no longer this like, f- because he hates heroes. Like in this version, I think also in Dionysus himself, but in this version, he hates heroes and mostly Dionysus. He hates demigods. He hates all that stuff because one, Theseus mm. left his maternal wife. Uh, I forget her name, like something with an A. Ariadne. Uh, Ariadne, yes. At, in a, like on an island. And so because of that, he hates uh, heroes and he, because he's very devoted to his wife. Canonically, in the. Percy Jackson series, he's the one with the least amount of like demigod children, with only two kids canonically yeah. in the entire like story. Because he's so A, he hates heroes, and B, he loves his wife so much that he doesn't want to like he cheats on her the least amount of anyone. <laughs> Which is saying a lot in Greek myth, honestly. It That's really like is. true love in <laughs> in the myths. Mm. So he's interesting. He's his personality-wise when he's like in there is like I hate like he doesn't remember people's names that walk up to him like even though he's known them for years. He does care about all the campers. Like he's grown to love the campers, but he'll still be like Percy Jackson will walk up to him and he'll be like, "What's up, Peter?" And he's like, "No, I I've known you for 10 years." He's like, "Well, Parker, uh you're going to have to do this and this. Now get out of me." Uh he also can't drink when he's there as the camp counselor. Oh, um, I mean, that makes sense. I love that. No, Zeus banned him from drinking because he was oh, upset damn. about what he did. So he just banned him from drinking. He's like, you can't, for the next 100 years, you can't drink. So the only thing he does is drink Diet Coke. That's his one kind of like. That's so grace. sad. It really is. I pity this man. And that's why I want to suck his dick. Stanley Tucci is hot. I mean, yeah. Okay, yeah. I will have to be the dissenting voice in this call then. Stanley Tucci is not hot. I'm well, sorry. Okay. No, no, no. No, no, that's, no that's, okay. that's so fair. Actually, when he's like, when he's bald, when he's like actual Stanley Tucci, not Tuchley, not this Dionysus. Hold on. Honestly. Actually, speaking of uh, Dionysus, you know, Dionysus is actually going to be, they're remaking the show, genuinely. Uh, they're remaking the show. They're remaking the movie actually to do a whole TV show with him. And they've actually recast it. Oh, that's right. Uh, they've recast yeah, the Dionysus. Yeah. So this is his more, I'll see his more recent appearance of what he's going to look like is Jason Mazuki, which still hot. I'd suck this Dionysus dick vividly. Vigorously. You gave us the most unflattering picture of Jason. Yeah, I did. I, I did. I chose the worst one purposely. I don't know. I think there's something about feral man with very large unkempt 
facial hair that just doesn't do it for me. I like it. I like it. I like him. <laughs> and I'm I'm so happy for you. I hope that you do get to suck his dick. Unfortunately, you know, it just it just doesn't do it for me. All right. Well, and Joe, what are you thinking now that Hamna's rejected everything about me and my person and now hates me? No, I'm down for Dionysus. There's something interesting about his story in particular, because I know that there's, um, uh, uh, was his, was who, Semley was his wife or his mom? What was it? Semley was, uh, mom. Sem- That's his mom. Mom. Got it. Got it. So yeah. And, um, yeah, I think I, I'm, uh, if you've obviously listened to the uh, favorites episode where I talk about the Minotaur extensively, Dionysus is also just sort of like in that peripheral as when Theseus abandons Ariadne, um, intentionally or not, whatever, Dionysus is like, has this full hatred for Theseus and then like sweeps up Ariadne and like marries her. Um, so that's just like such a, there's this warmth to Dionysus, absolutely. That's just like so notable. Uh, and he's like, there's, he's so complicated and like interesting because he's also technically a Catholic God to some degree, but he's also an Olympian. Yes. So, so confusing. So confusing. I was actually also, doing a little bit of research for that. Apparently like he, because he was a late addition in the whole like yeah. Greek pantheon, it's that he, re- the reason he was a late addition, it was because they had to do like so much more research about him. And apparently he was a darker god like he was like, he's a completely different one uh than he was in the greek like he wasn't about wine he wasn't about uh parties he was more like he was really focused on the madness portion like he was more of like i yeah. get madness and insanity to everyone around like to the people and that's like really yeah. what he was yeah i read a thing that was talking about like dionysus like rituals and we don't actually know that much about what like a dionysus ritual would have looked like um back then but uh i think people have this conception of it just being like parties and you drink and you uh, dance and whatever and it's like no like the the little that we do know about them like it was it was unhinged like it was like you do drugs until your brain is fried you dance until your body feels like absolutely feral like it's 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 pushing past a set like a like a mental states that we would consider to be like fun quote unquote in a party setting to something like way beyond that something Mm. that is like partially pleasurable like but ecstatic in like the very literal sense of the word ecstasy uh, which isn't necessarily inherently all positive which i think is that's really interesting yeah i think there's um um i think my the honestly my favorite thing which is like definitely an indication of what possible rituals what they could have looked like is the main ads which are the mad women that are his followers who like have they have ripped orpheus apart i think it was orpheus like they were like we hate your fucking pussy orpheus you gotta go and they just killed him they like just tore his body apart mm-hmm. and honestly that's great and i love it um there's i think there's so many media representations of dionysus because like there's also yeah. the wicked and the divine dionysus I guess they didn't wait for Orpheus. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> uh, he, this Dionysus doesn't sleep. Like he is just constantly, he doesn't have sex either. Like he's, I, I, I do enjoy the interpretations of Dionysus that are not all about certain aspects, but like mm-hmm. the things that center mostly is like frenzy and just like unadulterated, uncensored um, pleasure and like otherwise. Like Dionysus, at the very least, is a home 
for that type of feeling, which certainly indulgence can become violent and out of hand. Um, but love Dionysus, nothing to complain about. I think it takes hedonism to its like very logical end and conclusion. Yeah. And that is where Dionysus kind of sits. It's not hedonism yeah. in the sense of like the average way that we usually think about it, but it's taking it to its absolute extreme. And what does that look like? Mm. Another neat little thing that I, again, I like Percy Jackson and the Roran verse a lot is something that he did was he, technically Dionysus is the patron god of all transgender and intersex individuals because in yeah. uh, technically the lore, like in order to hide from Hera, who was going to fucking kill him, uh, he was like had to be disguised as a girl for the first like a couple of years of his life and had to live as a woman. So he was able to like he experienced that and then so he's like he became then the patron god which i think is just makes him you know shoot up in my book <laughs> give him a little kiss yeah i mean in a lot of in a lot of like literature uh he's described as being androgynous just like in mm-hmm. general and like described as being very like like gender queer in the way that he looks in particular you got that bussy on him so with that little bit of information just tucked away, I want to jump into the Papa scale. So I think for possibility with uh, Dionysus, it's high, but not the highest. The reason I bring that up is, one, he has canonically like the least amount of uh, demigod kids in canon, both like Greek mythology and uh, in the Percy Jackson series. He also is kind of like, he has cheated on his wife. He's willing to do it. He has kids, but it's like, he's very rare and he's like depresso and he like kind of thing. So really the way you have to do it is somehow like be like super into like art parties, wine, drinking, like those kind of fields to meet him. And then maybe like you'll have the chance. So I'm giving this a five, like genuinely, I think average five. What did I say for the other two? You said for possibility for Kukulain a five and then Zagreus a six. I'm trying to think. Uh, we're talking specifically about the Percy Jackson version of Dionysus, correct? Not talking about Dionysus in general? I mean, sure. Whatever you want to talk about. I mean, that changes. It changes things a lot, I think, for me personally. We'll, we'll, do, um, we'll stick with the we'll stick with the Percy Jackson one. All right, all right. I think in that case, uh, possibility is. I think probably also also a five. I think. I think it makes sense that uh, because he is on Earth, it would be like way more easy. Like it'd be way easier to go find him and to uh, talk to him and whatever, and like throwing a party or. That's so easy to do if you need to get his attention in that way. But like you said, if he if he is so like devoted and so loyal to his wife, um, then that makes things a little bit harder than the other demigods. Mm-hmm. True, very true. I also say I also say five, just like a full average out. Like I feel like there is still the expectation of some gods to like be. I mean, I don't know how approachable Dionysus is. Uh, approach is to is being i don't know how his approach to being a god goes about in terms of him being accessible to his followers um so i mean like i'm I'm expecting there will be some hiccups and also if it requires me to have to be like at this camp true 
many things well, depend. So I think a five. Is yeah, fine. you don't have to be at the camp because he does. Oh no, actually, he's trapped at the camp now for the next hundred years. So yeah, you'd have to be. Yeah. And for the next hundred years, you literally cannot leave. Yeah. I don't know how he. You think he's? I think his sentence was reduced down to fifty, but no, it's still a hundred. Attractiveness. How attractive is Dionysus in this little form of his? Uh, for me, seven. What the fuck? That's lower than I thought you were going to give, actually. I'm surprised. He's still hot. Stanley Tucci is hot, and then Jason's also hot. These are hot things. Hot beings. I like the beard, like the scruff. <laughs> is he hotter than Zachary? Is his Hades form hot? the hottest? If it was his Hades form, 10 out of 10. Instantly. Licking a fucking... Yeah. I'll lick butter off his nips. This one? I'll, I'll, share, I'll share a drink with him. You know? Romance. What? <laughs> You're gonna you're gonna hate me because in this specific form, four Dionysus would get a way higher rating in like a different form, but in this one specifically, the Percy Jackson version, four. How could you do this, Claire? What do you mean? How could you curse this guy? How am I cursing this guy with Stanley Tucci and Jason Vizaki? What is his last name? Jason. Um, I want to give Dionysus a good score. Dionysus. Dionysus. I blame Stanley Claire. and Jason. I'm blaming Cleric. There's right nothing now. to blame. I've done nothing Dionysus wrong. Dionysus does deserve a high score, but the iteration that Cleric has chosen has damned this demigod. Ugh. Yeah, but sometimes it's what you gotta do. Sometimes we don't pick the hottest ones, we pick the ones that are right. A seven. That's fine. Seven is reasonable. I'm fine with that. I get it. I understand. Audacity. How audacious it is to get with Dionysus. To get old Dio in it. To get dio 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 di the didosy the di the didic. Shut up. <laughs> Audacity. Um it's pretty- if you're if you're a partier, if you're if there's a harvest, if there's wine, I mean that sounds pretty not impossible. I think it might go with a six. I think a six is pretty fair. Is that more? No, I think it's like it's it's again, like we said, he's he doesn't really cheat on his wife, doesn't really do all that, but he does. Uh, he just kind of stays in his, like in his cabin and is being a director. He has a company. He's actually a company chief that sells strawberries. You know, it's pretty, it's pretty solidly audacious, but you know, just not super into it. Um, I feel like it has to be a seven at least. Like, I mean, I'm not at least, but like, I feel like this is, this definitely is one of the more, if Dionysus is a demigod, there has to be more approachability than even like a regular God. Yeah. He's the one who's always on Earth. Like, he's the one who's canonically the most. Yeah. And I mean, he's also, like, the god of pleasure. So, like, that, you know, this is his domain. Sex. That's what he's about. He knows how to use them. But in this iteration specifically, in this iteration specifically, though, you have to remember, you're going to the camp specifically to proposition him. And then you're asking him to do it in the camp. And I feel like that increases the, the audacity a little bit. I think I give this a six. I think Dionysus is definitely one of the more approachable ones, but given the circumstances, it makes it a little bit harder. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Fair. And finally, you got to go for a parental approval for the last time this, this, this call. Parental approval. Would our Christian immigrant parents approve of Dionysus coming to the door? No. 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 Not even Stanley a little bit. Gigi Dionysus came in the yeah. door. That'd be the worst case scenario, honestly. This is a one. <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah. Really? I think this is a three. This is this is better than Zagreus, because Zagreus is a literal fucking demon. 
Yeah, but it's Stanley Tucci. My mom likes Stanley Tucci, but I don't think she'd appreciate me fucking him. <laughs> Are you sure that wouldn't make her approve a little bit more because no, she no. likes them? No, she would be like, why the fuck are you fucking, why are you doing Stanley Tochi? Why are you fucking my man? Why are you fucking the Devil's Wear Prada man? Which is what she knows him as. He is the Devil's Wear Prada man. Yeah. We used to watch that movie religiously. More cleric lore. I know that movie front and back. I watched it like. How did she not know that you're gay? Um, because it was the only DVD we owned for a while. So we like, we had to make it work. So we had to like. We only watched that DVD, so it was reasonable that I watched it like an extensive amount of times. Okay, it, I believe it's time for math. It is time for math, and while I better, you know, I'm gonna queue up Devils Wear Prada while we while we fucking do this. Joe, can you give Hamna the numbers? Can you give a good Hamna's craving them? Hamna, Hamna's desiring them before. Give me the numbers. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> quickly, Joe, quickly. Okay, Clark. Clark, you have to uh, cover your ears yeah, real yeah. quick so you can't know yeah, the scores. Yeah. Uh, for Dionysus, Cleric Hamna. So Cleric got a four point eight. What a loser! Um, you got a five point five. You got a four point five, but you're perfect. It's fine. And then I got a five point five average, which is hilarious. Uh, which gives Dionysus a 4.9 uh, overall for all of us. Damn. That is 0.1 more okay, than Zagreus. I can put my headphones back on. My headphones are off that entire time. Didn't hear, yes, uh, didn't hear yes, anything. Can. Yes. So, Joe, can you read out the final scores for the episode? To the divine demigods, you know? Yeah. Um, so, for all of us, in third place, we unfortunately have Zagreus, which is crazy. Crazy. There's just some hotter options. We got a four point. Just some hotter options. I can't. I, I blame cleric for this. Should have brought Stanley you Tucci. I also should have brought. Should have brought. Should have brought Stanley Tucci. And maybe. I can't believe Stanley Tucci beat Zagreus. Like, what is this? What I I, I, I question the validity of this scale. Listen, you and everyone who listens to the show. The scale is so busted and so dumb. That, that's that was uh, our so that was Zagreus in last place. Unfortunately, at a four point eight, Dionysus in the middle of a four point nine, okay. just the point one killer, and mm-hmm. Joe reigns supreme this episode oh because Kukulain got a six at the very top. All right. Oh my god! Bitch. Shut up! Shut up! Congratulations to Joe and Cleric. I hope you reevaluate all of your life choices. Why is there a cat in my window? <laughs> it's asking you to reevaluate your life choices. Like, I, I'm sorry. This is, I, I know I screamed that right. There's literally a cat in that window right over there. Like, my roommate's <laughs> cat is just okay. We have to wrap this up because I have to get this cat out of here. So, <laughs> I'll never reevaluate any of my choices, Hamna. But, Hamna, thank you so much for joining us. This was a lot of fun. This is great to have you. Uh, but, anything that you want to shout out? Any closing thoughts? Uh, I would like to say thank you so much for having me. It was a lot of fun just to talk demigods with you all. Um, I will say once again, uh, Zagreus was robbed uh, specifically by Cleric. Yeah, uh, all of the blood kinksters in the audience need to rise up and cancel Cleric on Twitter. Please. Thank mm-hmm. you. My ad is Cleric underscore 34. So if you want to cancel me, there it is. I want to see them tweets. Hmm? Give my engagement up. Yes, but I am Hamna. I use any and all pronouns, and I am a TTRPG performer. Um, if you 
like what I do, uh, which is I play a lot of queer disasters who make bad decisions. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at hshahid underscore, where I talk about all of the different projects that I'm a part of. I'm on a variety of different APs. So Twitter's the best place to know where I am at any point in time. Wonderful. Joe, any closing thoughts about the divine demigods? Hmm? Uh, the most divine demigod dussy will get you uh, uh, more religious than you've ever been. I don't know. That was sad. Amen. That was, no, it's just, all right. And my closing thoughts, well, Stanley Tucci, call me. All right, everybody. Stanley, Stan, let me get that Stan O.C. Bye! Bye. It's funny because Joe's wearing a crab sweater, so. Yo, in honor of the Queen's death, crab rave, you know what I'm saying? No. You don't? Start the show! Oh my fucking god!